Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast for a real statistics professor. And his friend, Jake. <laughs> she sports betting tips. Well, that was sad. Yeah, well, <laughs> two most hated teams in the championship, so this is not fun. All righty. Well, I'm Professor Sides. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my sad friend, Jake, on Twitter at it's only my friend underscore Jake. His Twitter handle does not have the word sad in it, unfortunately. Uh, today is Monday, April 4th, 2022. And this episode covers the NCAA tournament national championship game between North Carolina and Kansas. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division one college basketball game. And as I go through the plays, remember, there are no locks in gambling. So what I'll give you are loves, likes, and leans. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, I know you're sad that Duke lost. Um, we already talked about this off-pod uh I, I personally was a little glad Duke lost simply because I feel like this would have been the worst podcast ever if Duke wins. Uh, had Duke had won, I feel like I would have been like, this is my play, and then everyone would have just tuned out while you picked Duke. So at least now we can hear some non-pro-Duke analysis maybe. You, you dislike both teams equally, so there's no there's no bias here in your in your – in your assessments, right? No, no, no. It's just me being very depressed over the weekend. <laughs> I was I was hoping that you'd have it a day off between the semis and today. Maybe you'd bounce back a little stronger, you know? <laughs> you know, it's all right. I'll figure it out. I'm still, I'm still here making money. Making money is what's, what I'm about. Just, there you go. You know, not three. And people, people ask, you know, uh, favorite teams. or I see a lot on Twitter this, you know, why do you hate my team, blah, blah, blah. And it's like. Man, I, I hate I hate losing and I love winning, right? It's nothing about your team or anything. It's about who can make us money and, and who's costing us money is really yeah. all it's about. And uh, we, we like teams that are good to us. And uh, that changes from sometimes week to week, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we get to today's game, a reminder, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Subscribe or follow if you aren't yet. It's the only way to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Drop a comment on Twitter or YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can. Just the one game tonight, last one of the season. Friendly reminder, just because it is the last game of the season, please be responsible with your wager sizing. You make as much on this one per however much you bet as that random, uh, you know, Mac shin game in the middle of the season as well. So they all pay the same based off what you bet. So just please be responsible with this last game of the year. Let's have fun with it. We've got a couple of uh, different plays, a couple different angles to try to let you have some fun with it, but do be responsible with your wager sizing. A late tip off. I don't really love that they go so late here, but that kind of is what it is. Nine twenty Eastern. Uh, two red hot teams. We've mentioned this recently. It, it gets very difficult to pick sides here because, and I, and I mentioned this in some of the comments on YouTube. Every time you come up with an argument of look how good this team's done, it's like there's an equal argument on the other side, and that makes it. It makes it kind of difficult. That's part of the reason why I built the model because my human brain struggles with this team's done this, this team's done this, and it's like how do you balance all that? And that's why I built the model to help you know break through all of that. Um, I've got a couple different plays here. I'm going to start off with some unders here. The total is 152. The model thinks it should be 150. I'm going to play both the first half under and the game under. The first half under is 71 and a half. I'm going to lock in a B play on the first half under and only a C play on the game under. The reason being there, I'm a little nervous about the full game. What might happen in the second half? 
what might happen with late fouls, if there's overtime, there's just all sorts of things. I just like the first half angle a little bit more. So I'm going to wager a little bit more on the first half going under. I think that this game will start off a little bit slower here. We see this commonly in championship games and this first half number is not shaded any lower than any other tournament game has been. But again, we commonly see in championship games, whether it's in basketball, football, any sport, right? That the first part of the game tends to play out a little bit slower. And so I like the first half under 71 and a half a little bit more than I like the full game under. So B pick on the first half under, C pick on the full game under 152. It is a little bit nerve wracking given what we saw in the semis, but there's much more evidence that these teams can play under if you go back previously, there's much more evidence that the tournament games go under if you go back previously. So I think the number's just a little inflated based off of Saturday. Again, it's not that I'm not expecting a lot of points. The model still thinks 150. I still think there will be a lot of points. But I just think the number got inflated. I think there's a little bit of value, and we're all about value here. Um, obviously, we want to pick winners in each individual game, but if we're getting value, we know in the long run we're going to get a lot more winners. So uh, it's kind of a hold your, hold your nose and play under but that's why i said I'm, i like the first half a little bit more maybe we can like hold our breath for those first 20 minutes and get a winner there um i've also got to play on the side but i'm going to turn over to jake give you your side play and then i'm going to come back and i'll talk about mine as well yeah i've got a few player props i'm looking at like the first two are going to be kind of over kind of things i like i like caleb love at over 16 and a half he is don't pay attention to this first half because he can he just as easily go off for 28 in the second half. So I, I really he's, like – And he's done that a couple times. Yeah, yeah. so it's uh, – the first – any points he gets in the first half is just bonus money the way I look at it. But So uh, 16 and a half for him, game total. I like Christian Brown. I think he is kind of slipping under the radar here, and I think he might have a – set up for a big game. I've seen some – it's getting really close to even money and even – getting above plus 100 for his uh, over 12 and a half. I really like that one. Um, and I like Brady Manick. At, like uh, the book I use, I got it at plus 102 at over 17 and a half. The way the guy shoots threes, he's always going to be in the game. Like, I mean, if he hits three threes, this is going to look really easy, I think. But, um, and I think it's very, very likely. But uh, And then I really like Jalen Wilson's over eight and a half rebounds. The guy's had a double-double in every game in the tournament. You'll, you'll hear that at – non-stop during the broadcast i'm sure but so i think over eight and a half rebounds uh, he seems to be going to be squared up like matchup wise against manic and manic's not that great of a rebounder so i think he's gonna clean up there um and then one i'm kind of watching it's an under for um abaji abaji's just not been very aggressive in this tournament and even in the uh big 12 tournament or uh, they just he just hasn't really been aggressive to score. Uh, he's had 18 in the last two games. The, what the line I'm seeing is 16 and a half, and he's hit he hit six threes last game, and that's where he got his 18 points. He didn't get anything going to the bucket. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't think he can hit six threes again. But I mean, 16 and a half. We've seen what he can do when he's aggressive. It's just like he's forgotten to be aggressive. So that's an under I'm watching. I'm not. I haven't played it yet but that's kind of what i'm looking at and and we've seen kansas play a little bit different as remy martin has come back and is playing more and more minutes and being more integrated so it could be a little bit of just a how they're playing the style the chemistry whatever yeah. right that's changed from earlier in the season when it was kind of the abaji show you know yeah. all game um and it, it just an interesting point the total for this game was 153 
bet down to 152. I think the prop market has kind of followed suit with that. And so a lot of the um, overs that you're talking about have good odds right now. And as of the morning, they're even money plus 105s or, or minus 105s, at least better than your standard player prop, which is a minus 115. And I think that's because the same thing's happening there. All of the markets are shading a little bit under from the open. I always hesitate to predict because you never exactly know, but in general, that doesn't mean it will happen for this game, but in general, you're going to see more over money come in late. Now, it will be interesting to see as the numbers have ticked down, do the pros, you know, the heavy hitters, whatever you want to call them, the people who can really move a line with their big bucks, do they come in and, and they still like under? That's going to be an interesting uh, dynamic if they do. But in general, the public's going to come in over as the day moves along. There's going to be a lot of public money bet on this and so in general all of these things are going to slightly shade over going forward the rest of the day uh again that doesn't mean that will happen for this game but that's the trend for these type of big games and so my advice would be if you like any of the overs go ahead and grab them now because i don't really see them getting any better as the day goes along and if you like those if you like that under that jake was talking about or any other under for that matter my thought would be maybe wait a little bit later in the day and hope that there's some extra over money coming that shades all those up and you can either a better half point better point or at least better odds with it yeah uh correct me if i'm wrong but the books will more likely move the juice on them rather than the actual number because they don't want to get middled right? yes that's correct a lot of the books will just straight up there's still some that will move the 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 actual number but most of them will just move the juice so for the player props you're just looking at trying to get better odds uh as the day goes along because yes they're very afraid of they're very afraid of hanging number 16 and a half, moving it to 17 and a half, and the players score 17, right? That's kind of the worst case scenario for them. And then we still got to talk about the side. So Kansas is a four-point favorite here. And again, as we talked about to lead off the show, both teams have been playing incredible. Uh, Kansas kind of struggled a little bit early, putting teams away, and then figured that out for sure. Uh, yeah, solve that problem. You know, uh, North Carolina has looked fantastic all tournament. I mean, they're two biggest blips were that stretch against Baylor uh, where Baylor was able to play small ball and pressure them and North Carolina just could not figure out how to inbound the ball. Couldn't make free throws. I mean that stretch. And then, you know, UCLA gave him a really good fight. Um, obviously Duke gave him a good fight, but Duke is a, a fantastic team. But for the most part, North Carolina looks really good this tournament as well. So both teams playing fantastic. The model thinks Kansas minus six. And so I've got an A play on Kansas minus four. I think there's value here at this number. And I like laying four because this isn't a situation where uh, if you know, if my number says, if the, if the book says Kansas minus six, but my number says eight, it's still the same two points, but I'm a little bit more nervous there because you never know how late game fouling is going to play out. And that just adds a little bit extra variability. Four is an easier number to get ahead of and it doesn't it doesn't take but one late foul to get outside of four as opposed to get outside of six you might need two or three depending on how it plays out you always end up with those situations where sometimes either team goes down and takes the layup with 11 seconds left or something right and you're like no shoot the three so you can miss right four is a great number here i love laying the four so it's an a play for me i talked about it earlier this tournament kansas looks like a different team with remy martin the way uh, that he continues to play really well going forward. And I just think he's the difference maker in this game. North Carolina's had a great run. Uh, I think they could obviously win. I'm not saying that they can't. I just think that there's value on Kansas. I think Kansas is the better team. I think as good as North Carolina is playing right now, I think Kansas is playing just as well. 
And I think that short number they can get out in front of that and win by more than four. The model thinks six. Personally, I think it's probably more like seven or eight. So a play for me, Kansas minus four. Jake, which side are you on? I, I'm on Kansas with you, right? Here. Like, I think one, Kansas has too many weapons, right? Like, if you go position by position, right, they've got, uh, you're going to square off with uh, McCormick and Lightfoot are going to square off with Baycott. That's like, that's going to be a wash. You've got Abaji and Brown are going to square off with Love and Davis. And so that, that'll typically be a wash. You might get a lean a little more Carolina there. If, if uh, Brown and Abaji are hitting from outside, but I don't think that's likely. And then Wilson and Manic, that'll be a fairly even matchup. And what does uh, what does Carolina do with uh, Leaky Black with Remy Martin? Like Remy Martin's going to out outperform him. I'm not saying those guys will match up on the floor, but I'm saying it's like points wise. And then Gordon, if he's hitting or uh, going to hit any threes, that's going to be that's bonus money for Kansas. So, so it's. I just think they've got one too many weapons for for North Carolina, but North Carolina doesn't die, so it should be a fun game to watch. And I know it's nothing you can actually measure or anything, but that was an emotional game, that, that Duke-Carolina game. That, I mean, that was – and it was a fight. It was, big games like that rarely live up to the hype, and this right. one, it was just an incredible game, so much fun to watch, even being on the bad side of it. Um and so, and then if you look at the last time that it was a very similar game, in the last game of the year, right? They go out, uh, Carolina beats Duke at Duke, that huge emotional high, and then their very next game they dropped it to I think Virginia Tech, maybe in the first game. I think they, I think they won one game in the tournament, oh. then they lost to Virginia Tech. Oh, I, I think I, they beat. Did they beat Virginia? I, I can't remember exactly, yeah. but um. But it, like so, that's going to be a huge emotional rush. Like, can they snap back and be focused on this one in one day? Um, that that's going to be tough. I'm, I give all the props in the world to Hubert, Hubert Davis, the first year head coach, made it made it to the game, and you know, and I've been really impressed with. He doesn't scramble around. He's like, we're going to play our basketball, and our basketball is going to either get us there or not. And nine times out of 10 so far has been getting him to, to where he wants to go. So all the props in the world to him, but I just, I don't think they've got enough bench depth here. I think that's where it's really going to come into play. Cause I think they've had like they had four points off the bench total against Duke. And that's just not going to cut it. Where when Kansas is running seven, maybe seven and a half players deep there. Yeah. And like you said, definitely props to Hubert Davis. You know, we questioned some of his, strategies earlier on you know about a month or so ago on this podcast we really questioned what he was trying to do with his talent and uh hey you know we'll we'll dog on you when things aren't going well and when it's not working and for him that was the case then but he turned it around and we gave him all the props in the world now because he's done a fantastic job and and a, a really impressive job and this is where we were questioning what he was doing and maybe he was kind of tinkering out and trying to figure out how to make it work but he really showed the ability to play in a slow game and in a fast game. And that's impressive because a lot of teams can't handle that. A lot of teams, if you take them out of their game, they don't know how to handle it. North Carolina has shown the ability, as we talked about, to play fast and it worked great and play slow and it worked great. And that's a great coaching job uh, by him, especially in his first year. Uh, like you said, all the credit in the world, uh, it's it's worked out great for him. Um, in, the, in the Roy Williams Bowl, right? You yeah. know, Roy Williams leaving both of these programs to uh, assistants who have carried on and done very well, obviously, 
we just got through praising Hubert Davis and no praise is needed for Bill Self because everyone yeah. knows what a fantastic job he has done in that Kansas winning. I think he, I think at one point, I think it was about 116 Big 12 titles in a row. Uh, yeah. I think I think the math is pretty accurate on that one. And so a uh, great job done by both of those guys. Should be a fantastic game. Like you said tonight, both Jake and I are laying the four with Kansas. Hopefully we can close out the college basketball season with a winner. Jake, any last parting words? No, I'm just... I'm, I'm going to watch the game, but I'm going to be very angry about it. So <laughs> better for hopefully, months. hopefully we'll be able to angrily make some money today. Yeah. What, are you, you know, what are you saying about, uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. My name check out the Google sheet for full predictions. All those can be found on the website. That's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide is dropped right into your feed. I will see you Thursday for MLB picks until then. Remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.